0: All right. Hey, there, there we go. Are. All right. And up. we are live. Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 251, although that number is a little contentious because I think we counted wrong all along. If you've never <laughs> seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment usually some Star Trek. All Super Chats are right on the air so long as they will not permanently demonetize the channel. We do drink alcohol on the show, and if you're drinking along with us, alcoholic or not, let us know in the chat and we'll give some early show shoutouts as we go along. Last but not least, if you'd like to take part in the Super Secret Chat and the even more Super Secret After Party, think about joining the Patreon. Link is down in the video description. As a bonus, you'll get exclusive access to the Discord server, where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads, and join the awesome community that hangs out over there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Here we are. We're here. Yeah, I don't I don't know how many episode counts were off. I just noticed last week uh, was 2.49, and the week before was 2.49, I'm like... Alright, something's
0: yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah, something's wrong. Now now here's a little spoiler. Uh way back years ago, I wound up skipping a number by accident. So because we repeated one, this may actually be episode 250. <laughs> I'm not quite sure, but I'm not gonna go back and renumber everything. So I'm just gonna go with what the most with what the most recent yeah. count was. They're
1: now lost forever in the archives.
0: Right. So I'm just going to call this 251. If you were looking forward to a 250 celebration, that's not even the big number. The big number is 256. We we escaped the 8-bit realm and we have to start cruising towards 16. And so <laughs> that's the big number.
1: Yeah, we'll hit two day, 256. Oh, what is it? Uh, next Middle of month. October? Yeah. 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 October 12th or 19th yeah depends if we forget an episode. depends on if we skip another one <laughs> yeah uh how's it going tonight John um, uh rush today today was I mean it wasn't horrible but it was kind of stressful today was my uh first day my son went to uh school oh yeah so so it was kind of like oh it's uh, it's a big day you know also <laughs> I had to wake up early uh-huh. um always kind of like texting my wife so have you heard from anyone did, did the teacher call is he, is he crying is he breaking
0: down what's going on
1: uh, no everything went great so, nice. so
0: yeah no we're uh, we're getting a little bit registered as well uh, so she had uh, a teacher meeting yesterday and then uh, placement tests today and then she starts officially on Monday. Yeah. Uh, is is the way our schedules are working here. So yeah, it's it's been a little hectic uh, the last uh, last couple of days. That and everything, every project I have attempted hates me right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Just... uh, my my I was building, so I have had some vacation time, and and I was going to like try to do some of my own stuff in the shed. And so I was like, I'm going to build a media server, my media server with my Xeon. And I'm doing that. It was during one of those 99 degree days, and in my uh-huh. shed. So I have the air conditioner going, and it's getting really hot in here. Uh, so I, I'm feeling the power break, and it's like, oh, this is kind of warm. I think it can handle just a little bit more. And it's in the middle of formatting the drive, and the power blows. You know, yeah. And I hit the drive like, you have no drive disk. <laughs> no, no drive disk found. I was like
0: oh my god no oh no. my gosh i have to start all over again <laughs> yep and, uh, and this incidentally, is is this the server that i sold you or is this a different one this is a different one okay gotcha this
1: is a different this is this is my xeon uh the same one that you did as a gaming rig the z4410 or something like that. oh the you z440 just, okay Z 440
0: yeah so i have the z440 gotcha so okay I-, I was afraid you were going to be running like Harpertown Zeons or something like that, which no. is the server that I sold you years ago. <laughs> yes.
1: No, 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 no. Uh, okay. This is, this is a new, uh, a bit more, uh, I'm basically just going to make it my Plex server uh, and take Plex uh, off of my main editing rig, which that's what's running. So anytime any any of my family are doing anything and I'm trying to do some video editing and just clogging up my bandwidth, it's like, ah, uh, and my CPU power. like this this doesn't help so and then i was trying to set up uh i have a little actual pc dedicated for this stream instead of always having my laptop so i was trying to do two projects at once and i was doing both of those uh and finally got this one kind of working last night around midnight and i was like i will just not touch it and hope (laughs) it works and it seems to be working
0: see how that goes yeah
1: yeah Oh, and then I, I have it's all hardwired in here now, so that's nice. So instead of my 20, 20 uh, up and or twenty down and you know fifteen up, I'm I'm getting around seven hundred down and you know forty up. So it's like okay, I'll, nice. I'll take that.
0: Yeah, yeah. A uh, couple of projects last couple of days. Of course, I'm trying to leave for like a an extended weekend camping trip yeah. and uh, and whatnot. So it's like okay, I'm trying to get like two videos out. I have two videos lined up. All the parts are here. Everything's ready to go. No. <laughs> uh, yep. Just straight up no. Uh, so without spoiling too many details, I was doing a used Xeon PC, uh, a Xeon platform that I've never really used before. And and it should have been a really exciting video. Uh, and the tower arrived, and the tower's in excellent shape. Uh, but the CPU protection socket fell off during shipping. And there's a giant bag of silica gel that weighs, oh, I don't know, <laughs> about a half a pound or so rattling around inside the case. So of course it bent one of the 3,476 pins. Yeah. Uh, if, if that gives you any indication as far as what socket, or 3,647 <laughs> <laughs> pins uh, as to what socket we're using. Uh, so that was rather disappointing. Uh, so instead of like a real quick, easy, like we're going to build it, we're going to benchmark it. Okay. Video's done. It ended up being, Hey, let's, uh, see what it takes to fix bent sockets on (laughs) on motherboard. (laughs) (laughs) And then once the socket was fixed, I still couldn't turn the PC on and we'll get to that in that video. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll pivot to another video. Like at least I'll get one out before I leave. And uh, so it's a network switch. I took apart my entire network, rebuilt the entire network, started firing up the switch, started getting into configurations. And it hates me. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to take it down, get everything rebuilt. By the way, that was like two hours ago. And and I'm leaving for vacation at like eight o'clock tomorrow morning. So it's like, screw it. Send this video. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... Anyway, Sounds enough like about. Both in, would like a beer? We would both like a beer. Uh, let me go and read the super chats, and then we will uh, get to the beer. Yes. Tech geek sending over twenty dollars. Thank you very much, good friend. Uh, who is your favorite printer manufacturer, and why is it Brother? Uh, actually, like Brother's not terrible. Um, I'm I'm typically a fan of HP as far as like mass deployments go, uh, and even in my house I've ran HP printers before. Not inkjet, never inkjet, screw inkjet, I hate you. If you but make an inkjet a... printer, I hate you.
1: <laughs> you're not a Rico guy. Right.
0: <laughs> may May you step on a sea of a thousand Legos, like <laughs> like I hate you. Um, but no, uh, like like uh, laser jet printers, uh, you know I, I've I've never had a problem with. Um, my favorite like. Dark Knight candidate for for favorite printer for a long time was actually Samsung. Samsung put out some incredible printers. Uh, had some color laser printers that were very affordable. Mm-hmm. Toner was very affordable. But then they sold their printer division over to HP. Yeah. And 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 they did away with all Samsung's good software and everything else. And now it's just like the regular HP universal driver, except you can't download the samsung driver as part of the hp pack and they don't host everything properly anymore and actually the wi-fi broke on my samsung printer for like a year so we actually just finally replaced it with with a a brand new hp printer um but yeah it was actually samsung believe it or not
1: for the longest time Mm. yeah Yeah, no i mean i have an HP here at my home they're just they're the most universal easy there's nothing wrong with them they're most of the time the drivers and everything are very just easy to get, install, it works. Windows will actually most of the time find it and be like, all right, here you go, you know. Um, yeah, it works, so. Yeah.
0: Uh, Kren sends over two Aussie bucks for his uh, uh, weekly g'day, right. g'day Kren. Denver sends over $2, Talking Heads 251 Tolkien Heads $250, <laughs> let us see what you did there. Uh, Maven sends over $5 with No, no notes. Uh, Oh, just thank you, sir. Sorry. uh, Right below that, any updates on the Radeon MI25 virtualization? I haven't made any headway on it. I had a couple of people reach out with possibly some driver solutions that may work. Uh, I'm hoping hoping to circle back on that very quickly as I have another Xeon server project that is kind of now coming together. Uh, That one also fell by the wayside last week, and so we had to pivot away from that. I've got like four or five projects where it's like, okay, I've solved all the problems and we're ready to just like plow into next week. Uh, But yeah, it hasn't been a friendly couple of weeks for production. Uh, Harley sends over $5. Toppling Goliath, 18 hours from Brooklyn, double IPA, 7.8%. Boy, we have ourselves a very happy coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) Happens to be the beer I grabbed out of my fridge. So uh, I will be drinking that one with you, good sir. And Big Big Spoon sends a ninety nine. Hops has bad taste in seltzer.
1: He, he did a uh, TikTok video where he reviewed the exact same seltzer I recommended. And him and his wife thought it tasted like soap and garbage. And I said it was fantastic. It was probably, I, I thought it was one of the best seltzers
0: I've ever had. So. Well, you've said that about a lot of things. Yeah, that's true. Depends on how many beers you had before. Yeah, it's about,
1: you know, how much did I drink before? Well, it was the Stone Heart. It was the Stone Seltzers, and they don't have any of that uh, back sweetener to them. So all of the flavors are very light. Yes. And I thought I really enjoyed that aspect of them and thought I like this a lot better because it's just like having a nice seltzered water that's just flavored. And there's not that super sweet back sweetener or the artificial soda flavor or anything like you know stevia's none of that was there it's just a light cherry a light orange you know light and so i was like i really like that that's what i personally like in seltzers yep
0: uh ian Cutrus checking in mr tech tech potato himself he's uh using a 12 year old hp laserjet pro he's changed the black ink twice and now needs to change the yellow ethernet connectivity works fine it's the m277 dw and actually, for those wondering, I just ordered myself an HP M29W. So just a monochrome laserjet printer, no frills, 140 bucks, has Wi-Fi, so I don't have to run Ethernet cables, and it connects to a client network instead of doing weird like ad hoc. Connect your Chromebook up to up to this printer's Wi-Fi access point and Print while not having access to the things that you wanted to print because you're on a Chromebook. It's just a printer, and it works over Wi-Fi, and it's yeah. great. So, all right, uh, John, what are you drinking tonight? You know, I don't know because I have.
1: Uh, I think I'm gonna start off big.
0: Start I off big. We'll start. I, 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 I got we'll... a couple of moderates. I I I have
1: something. I had two. I was going to open, and both were huge, and I was like, oh, I can't, but this one, I think you're going to be jealous of the flavors, Uh-oh. or they're just interesting. Now, and it's a sour. Okay. All right. It's called Smoke Sting. Before I show you, it's a fruit sour ale aged in mezcal, Ooh. and finished with lemon juice, blackberry, honey, blackberries, sage, and rosemary, 14 point seven percent so
0: i am uh, intrigued that on sounds this one. wonderful right i mean it really does uh so i was uh in my local shop the other day and one of my favorite seasonals Uh, hit the shelves, and I was not aware that they made this in larger than pints. So, of course, I had to pick (laughs) one up. Uh, Oh, yeah. Megalodon. Yeah, Uh, baby. So, this is an annual release from Ninkasi. It is a very sought-after IPA uh, for beer trades and and that kind of thing. Uh, We happen to live close enough to Eugene that for pretty much four months of the year, it's in stock, it's on shelves, it's readily available, Uh, It is not a rare beer for us outside of the fact that it's just a seasonal release. But absolutely fantastic. 10%, uh, 70 IBU, and honestly, a a West Coast classic.
1: Oh, my gosh. This is sweet. You can taste that mezcal, that, that weird... I don't even know how to describe mezcal. It's not smoky or spicy. It's just this really weird flavor with the blackberries.
0: Yeah. Well, mezcal would be um, an oaky sweetness. Is typically what what you get with that. Uh, that and because it's it's an agave base, sometimes you'll get yeah. hints of that tequila, that agave, that a uh, uh, little bit more of a citrusy sweet.
1: Yeah, I, you definitely taste like blackberry and honey and a little oakiness. Yeah. Um, and my gosh, this thing is for a sour, it's thick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it is um, like well, a I would port- hope so
0: at 14 and a half percent. Yeah,
1: it's it's I wouldn't say like a port wine. Um, it's like a very sweet dessert wine, but not super like that. Uh, what's that Jewish wine uh, Menashevitz.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like that thickness.
0: Okay. Well, that's a reference out of left field. All right. <laughs> well done. Oh, I like that. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into the news. A uh, little bit of a gaming heavy uh, news week. Uh, the Apple event was today. I. Happened to not watch it because I was fighting with my own home network forever. And uh, and honestly, it, it was just an iPhone event from what I know. Uh, in fact, let me go ahead and load up Apple Insider really quick and we'll check it together. Just so we're all on the same page because I'm sure there's some people who are curious. Uh, oh, shoot. I forgot to. Uh... Oh, yeah, <laughs> you
1: got the other screen.
0: Yeah, hold on. Hold on. We'll find it. There it is. Uh, oh, did you get moved over? No. Hold. Oh. <laughs> More Different me. Different monitor. <laughs> I know what's wrong. There we go. All right. Uh, Apple unveils the iPhone 14 Pro, iPhone 14 Pro Max. Apple debuts Watch Series 8. Uh, they have MagFit handles that are getting official Apple support. iOS 16 will help you identify counterfeit AirPods. I know they're n- counterfeit. They're counterfeit. I didn't yeah. want to spend two hundred and twenty-nine dollars. Mine actually uh, just broke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my wife does use actual AirPods. Uh, I, I bought her some. Uh, the the AirPod Gen two are some of the only earbuds that fit in my wife's ears, mm. and and she absolutely loves them. Uh, myself, I I use a. A set of Skull Candies, the the ANC, the indie ANCs, and oh, yeah. these are amazing. Uh, but uh, yeah, she and she loves her AirPods. I've got nothing against them. Um, but yeah, uh, pretty much iOS updates. Apple Care Plus now allows unlimited accidental damage repairs, assuming you pay the uh, uh, the deductible. Uh, Verizon One Unlimited for iPhone plan includes Apple One subscription, so cool. Yeah, new bands. Any, anyone need a new watch band? Because apparently that's worthy of a keynote. All right, Apple News done. Yeah, there it is. Uh, moving on to gaming, Steam has. Uh, The Steam Deck, rather, has definitely made an impact in its about eight months or so on the market, uh, markedly with the games that are being played on a daily basis on Steam you would think being a PC platform, you just pick it up and you have the same 10 games that that always dominate the list, like CSGO and Red Dead Redemption 2 and and Skyrim and games like that. And while there are some notable games still in the top 10 here, this list is vastly different on the Steam Deck than it is for Steam on the PC side of things. Uh, And there's some really interesting games on this list so uh the twitter account on deck which is the official twitter account for the steam deck uh showed us the 10 most popular games that people are playing actually playing play hours and number of times opened on the steam deck uh and the top one on the list is a three dollar game called vampire (laughs) survivors uh We've also got Cult of of the Lamb, Uh, and then we get a couple of AAAs. We've got Elden Ring and uh, Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered, which if you have not played either of those, highly recommend. Number one, if you like Souls games, Elden Ring. Number two, Spider-Man is just, ah, chef's kiss as far as like freestyle combat should go. We've got Stardew Valley, we've got No Man's Sky, Hades making an appearance. Hades, definitely more of a kind of a cult cult classic game where it's it's got this massive cult following, but seems to be kind of like under the the, the radar of a lot of like top 10 lists. Really happy to see Hades making an appearance. Uh, we've got Multiversus. We've got, of course, Skyrim com- comes in at number nine and then Monster Hunter Rise at number 10. I'm not too surprised,
1: though, that a low-cost game and a low-budget game for a handheld, because people are like, I want, I have this handheld device, what game that's probably low, you know, not very large or anything, can I just put in here and plug and go? And they probably, there's plenty of addictive, fun-playing, low-budget, you know, third-party games that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not surprised something like this is, has happened. You know, um, I have also noticed too, a lot of the Steam Deck orders are now being fulfilled. Finally, my boss just got his in, someone oh. in chat said theirs is just now said it got shipped. So I think a lot of people are just getting at me like, what's new? That's not on my PC. That's meant for more of this handheld style. Right. So,
0: Uh, So, to put that into perspective, uh, those games themselves, uh, if we scroll down on the Steam hardware list here, let's see if I can find that, there we go, Uh, we've got the following games. We've got Course Counter-Strike GO number one, Dota 2 number two, Apex Legends number three, Destiny 2 number four, PUBG Battlegrounds, Uh, we've got Team Fortress 2, Rust, GTA 5, warframe and then wallpaper engine <laughs> as, as the number 10 uh, application that is run on Steam. So again, a drastically different list, but when you consider the input method and and the style of games that you'll be playing, you're I was actually kind of surprised to see Skyrim so high on that list because I don't, As comfortable as the Steam Deck is, I don't see myself sitting down for a six-hour gaming stretch on the Steam Deck. I I see myself picking it up for an hour to 90 minutes at a time. And that has been uh, the vast majority of my experience with handheld gaming, uh, dating back as far as I can think. Yeah. Like, like even on, like, the 3DS or uh, the PSP, I tended to go in 60 to 90-minute spurts. Uh, it, It was never like the only thing that i ever played so if yeah, i was going like, to play a longer longer title i jumped onto the pc for four hours well
1: yeah that's the thing is because these are like okay i'm gonna lie down on the couch and crash and not move it uh, move it's almost like watching a movie you're, you're in this one kind of almost awkward position lying on the couch or just you know relaxing but you kind of you know need to be moving or awkward it's i don't know it's just I've always looked at handheld games of like, okay, I'm either gonna play a game on that or watch a movie and then I'm gonna go off. That's my break. And again, it's usually, a movie's 90 minutes. So that's usually what my time is going to be on the actual, you know, portable console. I find myself with the Switch that I will play more if it's docked and I have a controller, Um, just like, you know, or on a PC or something. Yeah, I, Mm -hmm. I think it's more of you're sitting down And there's that dedication of i'm going to sit here and play this game and dedicate some time and do some stuff to to where that handheld feeling is like they have always said on the go i can pause it put it in my backpack pot back pocket whatever and it's meant to be played you know a little bit of here and there type thing right Uh, like yeah with elder scroll it's like you're walking through this huge map essentially doing these large quests it's kind of not something you're sitting on a bus or you know uh, driving in a car in the back seat doing that. You're kind of wanting to keep being engaged and keep being stimulated. I don't know. That's just my take.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, I've been playing the heck out of my handhelds since the beginning of this year. I mean. Uh, uh... I had the GPD Win 3 for a good chunk of last year. I did end up selling that console as I didn't use it as much as I thought I would. And the only time I was using it was streaming from my PC to play games on the couch or or laying in bed or something like that. I wasn't taking advantage of the rendering and the games that I wanted to render on on that device, it just wasn't quite there. Uh, But fantastically comfortable, great device, I just wasn't using it. Uh this year, the devices that have come out this year, the Steam deck, the Aya Neo air, the Aya Neo next, uh, you've got the the 1x player, you've got the GPD Win Max 2 that just just released uh, or just got announced a couple of days ago, um, these devices have some actual horsepower behind them, uh, especially like the GPD Win Max 2, which I guess has RDNA with 12 compute units versus most of the handhelds are getting six, seven, or eight compute units. So, 50% more power than a Steam Deck and a much larger, much brighter and higher resolution screen to go on top of it. Uh, but I found myself with the current generation of handhelds with RDNA 2 or or even the Vega 8 on seven nanometer, having enough power to play games like Spider-Man Remastered and Elden Ring and uh, GTA 5, Red Dead Redemption 2. But I find myself sitting down with those games for 60 minutes at a time when I'm playing handheld. Again, if I'm going to play for a long session, I come downstairs and I get on my actual gaming PC or play a game on my TV or something like that. Uh, So the games that are on there, I'm definitely not surprised. I'm definitely not surprised that games like Hades and Stardew Valley are, are popping up on there as they're a little bit more... I don't want to call them casual. They're a little bit more uh, non-time critical. You can get into it, you can play the game, you can have a lot of fun, and then you can get out of it at any point. Games like Red Dead Redemption 2, or GTA, or Skyrim, or you know, you even go into uh, one of the games that I've been playing lately on the Ionio Air is uh, the Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters.
1: Oh, even in yeah. some of those
0: games, if you start a quest, you have to go 30 or 40 minutes before your next save point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, they're, they are kind of a commitment <laughs> when you get that, to something. That's, to certain that's points a good, in interesting games.
1: point, too, the, like the save commitment. And I think there's also that feel of I'm, I can give up and drop something, you know, or playing a, a deck of some kind of just, or console, or, you know, put it down on the couch and then walk mm-hmm. away and pause it. But then if you're in the middle of it, uh, it's kind of annoying to come back hours later to where I think if you're on the console, sitting down on the computer yeah you feel like you're going to dedicate that time and there's almost that little thing in the back of your head that says i'm going to be a little bit more annoyed if i get interrupted right now um you know where i i feel fine being asked to hey i need help with something i put the Mm -hmm. handheld down and just walk away you know it's fine
0: yeah and with the handheld uh basically all the handhelds that i reviewed this year also have amazing suspend modes where you can just tap the power button in a game, and then when you come back to it, tap it again, and you're right back there. There's no boot-up sequence. There's no long wait or anything else. Uh, But yeah, it's... uh, The Steam Deck has definitely changed the landscape. Now, there was a lot of work that was laid in the background by a lot of different companies. You've got Ion Neo, you've got GPD, you've got 1X Player, you've you've got all those other companies that did put some really good work into PC gaming on a mobile platform. Uh, and the Steam Deck has kind of upped that competition level, and we're starting to see some innovation come out of that. So yeah. I'm really excited for the next couple of years as far as what kind of hardware we're going to get and what kind of playability we're going to see out of games, both from a Windows and a Linux perspective and a mobile and a desktop perspective. Really exciting time in in gaming and hardware in general.
1: Tech Tech Potato states that he doesn't have time for a handheld because he spends too much time on the road reading tech news. Well, you can can turn your handheld into
0: a scrollable uh, device where you can read the news. So there you go, it's a win-win. Ian, go watch Linus's latest video on the GPD Win Max 2. Uh, 10.6-inch laptop with AMD 6800U and RDNA2 12CU graphics. Oh, and it's got the 10-inch screen is a 2560 by 1600, 16 by 10, full multi-point touch with pen input, Uh, and uh, starting at like 1,050 for that configuration. Like it's... It's a good little mobile powerhouse. And he said something that's actually fairly comfortable to hold in gaming mode, but can also be used as a laptop. So maybe that's an option to uh, play, uh, play some games on the road in between reading tech, you know, your, all your white papers that you have to read. Craft uh, Computing, no love for Mac gaming. Um, here's the thing is when the M1s got announced, and and even more so with the M2s, I was very excited for the possibilities of Mac gaming. However, Vulkan is not a supported API on macOS. And so unless a game has developer support for OpenGL or Metal within Apple's environment, you're not going to be playing it the difference is that steam and linux and the steam deck and and what valve has managed to do with dxvk and wine and and all the other compatibility apis uh to make windows games playable on their platform it's really not possible on the mac as a platform because vulcan doesn't exist they're they're translating directx calls to Vulkan calls and making it work. While Wine itself is compatible, uh, there's not another DX12 translation layer to make that happen. And so regardless of the hardware that is inside the Mac, and make no mistake, even the M1 had like a 1050 to 1050 Ti level performance in a 35 watt package along with the eight core CPU. very, very impressive results from that as far as just like raw hardware goes. And the M, M1 Pro, M1 Ultra, the M2, they've taken that even a step further. But, um, I, and I've, I've said this time and time again, unless software support catches up, there's really nothing that can be done to take advantage of that hardware. So I'd be excited if Vulkan finally came to Mac, if, if Mac officially opened that up, but they seem to have no interest in that because they want to use their metal... API instead of Vulkan or even OpenGL at this point. So, there you go. <laughs> Ian says, you mean I'd have to pay for something? I know it's weird. I I know, I mean, you could always email them. <laughs> see how that goes.
1: Did you see the uh, GPD Win 4 keyboard?
0: Uh, I did. Uh, oh, I'm actually really stoked for the GPD Win 4 as well. Um, that's also going to have the the 6800U um, here. Actually, uh, they shared the chat here. Uh, so GPD Win 4. Here's the render of it. Uh. It's it's very much in like a PSP form factor. Yeah. which As far as handhelds go, I love that form factor. Um, I love that design. I love that layout. Um, but They've gotten rid of the touch sensitive keyboard and returned to physical mechanical keys, yes. uh, which I am all for. And now that they've moved on from the uh, 1157G, which was what, would, what was powering the GPD Win 3, even though it had Intel XE graphics, they're not up to snuff with RDNA 2. This is gonna have not only four cores and eight threads, uh, of Ryzen 6800U, it's also getting at least eight compute units of RDNA 2, if not the full 12 that is offered on the GPD Win Max 2. So very, very exciting. Oh, and this is also going to have a full 1080p six inch display. Six inch, yeah. No word on OLED. I would be really stoked if this would come with OLED because what I've seen on the INE Air, man. as far as a 1080p OLED display, the OLED display does such a better job at rendering or displaying non-native resolutions than a standard LCD does. Now you can you can trick that by having a super high resolution LCD, and uh, and 1080p at five and a half to six inch might kind of be that that sweet zone for that. But man, if they put an OLED in this.
1: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't say, I mean, so, but yeah, yeah, that would be such great color clarity, too. I mean, the blacks and everything would be so rich. But uh, yeah, the specs just say display. Hold on,
0: hold on. Graphics, RDNA 2, 12 compute unit. This is going to be a beast of a handheld.
1: Yeah, this Never one. Never mind, this Ian, one...
0: buy, buy, buy that and buy yourself, like, a mobile monitor and a keyboard to carry on. <laughs>
1: I know. That would be fun.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah that that one looks sick. I mean that one, I would. Although there's did that had pricing. I didn't think there was pricing that came up. for that. I think so. uh, haven't it's seen expensive. pricing
0: in the past. They've ran between a thousand and twelve hundred. I expect so a very similar 11. price point, especially given the sixty eight hundred U. That that is definitely on the premium side of things. And other handhelds that have been hitting the market are right around that. That uh, that thousand dollar ten fifty kind of price point, so. Yep. yep. Sick looking. Want it. We'll uh, buy it, but. <laughs> craft Computing, is the Ioneo Air really worth the price comparing to Steam Deck prices? Well, the advantage of the Ioneo Air is you can order one today and have it within like a week. Uh, the Steam Deck, you gotta wait in line. There's pre-orders. Now they have been very quickly starting to fulfill more and more pre-orders, but they're still months behind retail. Uh, the Ionio Air, I really like. The Achilles heel on it is the battery on the standard version. If you up for the pro version, you get about 30% more battery life, which takes it from an hour to 90 minutes to 90 to 120 at reasonable TDPs. Uh, so, uh, yes, I love the Aya Air. It is one of the com- most comfortable and lightest weight handhelds that I own. I like the features on it. I love the OLED display. God, it is freaking gorgeous. You also get a pair of USB-C ports. So if you wanted to get like a set of Unreal Air glasses and still charge it at the same time, you have that ability. Um, and at $650, it's very price competitive with you know the mid to high end uh, Steam Deck as far as internals and storage goes. So definitely a great system. Uh just battery life on the standard edition is not up to snuff. So Ian says he left his 13-inch portable monitor in a hotel. Uh you tell can't you get what, a free one. <laughs> tell you what, the next seven emails that I get to ask me to review the same 13-inch 1080p portable display, I'll just say yes and I'll send you four of them. <laughs> I get those <laughs> daily. See what you
1: should do is is you will tell him you will do that, but he has to review it, and then that'll go on Craft uh, Extra. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> there you go. And then you can start you can start handing out all these little uh, tech uh, extra pieces you have to all these other YouTubers, and just have them review it for free, and then that's all your Craft Extra reviews. That's a bad idea.
0: all right just like every week this show does have a sponsor and that sponsor as always is Linode thank you so much Linode for sponsoring today's episode if you've ever needed to host your own servers whether it be for home or business use but don't have the resources to invest into hardware power cooling time or even space why not let Linode host them for you If it runs on Linux, it'll run on Linode. That includes the software for most of the tutorials that you'll find on my channel, like how to run your own ad blocking, recursive DNS servers, VPN gateways, your own cloud-based Plex server, and more. With shared CPU plans starting at as little as $5 per month and scaling up to as high as you need to go, you'll be able to find a hosting plan that fits your needs. Even if you do host your own servers, you can use Linode to keep a backup off site. Because remember, RAID is not a backup. Linode was also the first alternative cloud provider to have NVMe block storage available to all customers. Last year, they began rolling out NVMe drives to all 11 of their global data centers. Best of all, storage rates will remain at the same low price they always have been. Visit linode.com slash and get a $100 60-day credit just for signing up for a new account. That's linode.com slash craft computing and thanks again to Linode for allowing us to drink for another day.
1: Thank you, Linode.
0: Thank you. Thank you for this frosty beverage, Leno.
1: Mine's nice and warm now.
0: Mine is getting can, warm, yeah.
1: I can I can feel it, though. I can feel the alcohol. It Your is, cheeks are a little rosy. It is tasting lie, like a wine, and it's like sitting right up here.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and it's, it's, it is, it's, it's like having a sweet wine.
0: Uh. I mean, I fired up. I feel good. It. <laughs> uh Sean said. says Jeff reads this ad much like me reading any of the favorite books for my son. He probably reads this ad in his sleep. Um when I do books, I do all different voices for all the different characters. I I uh, I I show off my acting and voice acting chops just a little bit for my kids. So yeah, uh, reading stories at night is rarely just reading stories. It's uh, it's a full act, so. Uh, fantastic choice on that typeface for the ad spot. Reminds me of Star Trek VI. Um, yeah, so there are two fonts that you will see very regularly on this channel. Uh, actually, three. Uh, the font that is on the Talking Heads overlay is Okuda, and it is a uh clone of the Elcar's font and so because I wanted an Elcar's border I found an Elcar's you know style font and that is what is all over the Elkars display. There's a couple other fonts that are called Final Frontier and Final Frontier Old Style. Uh, the one in the Linode is Final Frontier Old Style and it is very much like the old school you know Star Trek movies one through six. Um, Final Frontier new style is, uh, or sorry, no, Final Frontier old style is a squished one. So the one in the low oh, note ad is Final Frontier a, yeah. and it's it's really large, stretched out letters. Final Frontier old style is what is in most of my thumbnails. Uh, and that is a much more compressed, tall letter, so I can actually fit more text on the screen while still having it very big and blocky and readable. So, and yes, they are all Star Trek inspired.
1: <laughs> yes, if you've never seen this show we, and, or ever heard the intro, we talk a lot of Star Trek, or there's lots of peppered Star Trek themed stuff in the background mm-hmm. all over. Especially if you go early on, you'll see Jeff unboxing stuff with Batliths, or and oh that was Rhett. Was that you? I don't
0: know. Uh, no, I I used the Batleth
1: once. Okay. Uh, what?
0: yeah, I've done the uh, I've have done a couple different given knives. I've I've got a uh a Doc Tog for for doing yeah. most of my unboxings. Uh, ceremonial. In fact, in, in fact, I I made a reference to uh, uh, unboxing the latest Tower, and I said a most honorable unboxing. <laughs>
1: Oh, we'll talk later. Maybe yep. if we have time. But did you see? Uh, uh, did you see the of last course. two episodes? Okay. <laughs> yes,
0: of course. Well, I no. I, sorry, I saw the first episode. I haven't seen the uh, episode two or three.
1: So. Oh, oh. Uh, I'm a or, little behind. Think, I'm a little behind. I a little behind i do not think I don't think three's out, is it? Third I think comes out tonight.
0: tonight.
1: Yeah, two, two is fantastic because there's there's a lot of Klingon references.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, Gen- I've seen General, some screenshots from it.
1: Yeah, so. General Martok. To come back in the best way possible, so it's, oh, I it's can't great.
0: wait. I can't wait. <laughs> anyway, Zachary stealing the show. Yeah, dropping five hundred bones, dude. It's my birthday tomorrow, so starting the party early. Zachary, my cheers friend. Cheers to that, sir. Cheers.
1: Man, we got to get back to the days where Jeff would get that much, and you had to get, take a shot
0: mm-hmm
1: uh, like, yeah, no, back, it's too early.
0: back when I was too small to for YouTube to demonetize me like
1: yeah <laughs> yeah, I can't have that uh, abuse on there <laughs>
0: right yeah they they frown at at money for shots so.
1: Jason screwed
0: I mean i I can't say I didn't do it a couple of times, but and and you know. Super Chat, that definitely earns you choice of next drink, I would say. (laughs) But happy birthday, my friend. Cheers. Hope it's a great one. Uh, Ian says, my ADHD is so severe it's 84K. It's one of my favorite jokes as of late. Uh, Amazon has shut down access to the Rings of Power series rating as well as IMDb deleting ratings due to criticism and negative reviews of the new show. I haven't watched it, so I don't know. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. I've seen a lot of of the criticisms that have been levied towards it. And I have to say, man, I wish people would just grow up. Uh, have you seen most of the criticisms, John? Have, have you been reading any no, of them? No, or... I, I haven't. I've seen
1: a, like the previews and what people are just complaining about. Of like, oh, this is what the cost of it has given us. But I've never gone through the comments. Uh, some of the things I've seen as far as like the intro or anything, like, "Well, that's a... Cheesy one, but okay. Yeah. Um, as far as production value, like, oh, this looks great, and, and you know, spare no expense, and right. So again, I, I I haven't watched, so I'm not going to critique. I can't critique, so I i try to refrain from judging something till I've seen it. You know, yeah. um, even uh, with, like the Game of Thrones, like yeah, new Game of Thrones is like people said it was bad. Like, I want to watch it. It's like that's yeah, not
0: bad. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of the criticism is coming around the actor selection, and I could not disagree more with people no, one of those. criticizing. Um, They're saying, why didn't they make Galadriel more attractive? Um, I don't know. Maybe because she's riding a horse and killing orcs and trolls? What, you t- uh, <laughs> what do you mean? She's t- that's, okay, I and, was going to say, that's oh, attractive. No, <laughs> oh, and... By the way, I'd still put a ring on that. See what I did there?
1: Uh, Uh, How many of them, though? Because the ring of men
0: have nine. Right, right. Well, I'd give her at least two. Uh, (laughs) So, all I see in in the negative comments are comments about how unattractive of a woman they picked for Galadriel, which is... A lot of, a lot of incel type, type criticism. I've also seen comments about like, well, Tolkien never established that there were black dwarves or, or elves of a different color or anything like that. And it's like, okay, uh, many other fantasy series have. And if they wanted to cast an actor who is not of, I don't know, Irish, English, or, you know new zealand descent why not <laughs> it's yeah, I mean, a fantasy I... show you're telling me there can't be you know <laughs> elves of color yeah i mean
1: the, old, the i i've heard like little things but i never heard like i never read the actual um comments i heard people were making that i was like oh i'm betting those are just trolls wanting to stay up at night and have nothing better to do and to me, though, a lot of this, I, I the only I've seen like the I saw a troll her killing a troll, and that mm-hmm. was a clip I saw. And then I saw the intro. I, I saw that clip of her. I was like, okay, that is over the top, kind of cheesy because there's obvious wire work. Graphically, it looks great. It's not. That's just well, an artistic on. choice.
0: The, there, there's a that scene in particular. A lot of the trolls went after them for the choreography of that scene there were so many wasted movements oh she was able to like cut his his knee tendons with a with a single glancing blow oh they would have never done that why did she turn away it's like okay that's if you're coming that's if you're coming from a, a fan of the lord of the rings and you clapped when legolas rode down an elephant trunk like a surfboard yeah oh that's dumb you have
1: no but that that talk. that's see see I guess that's my criticism of that of them stating that of okay she's soon to be the elf queen essentially and we know elves are a little bit stronger than humans or man uh, you know they age forever and so I can understand some of this it was more like i'm she gets thrown by the sword it's like what okay maybe that part is it's a little chinese kung fu-esque to however me.
0: it's a fantasy world
1: there's that yeah so i'm just saying i don't critique her moves i'm just like that one choreographed one move like eh, i don't care but i don't the rest of it i don't care uh the racial that i don't care if that the actor is good for the part the actor's good for the part i don't care the only criticism i could see is that if someone was a huge tolkien fan and and then they're saying this is not how his writings would have been because obviously this he he didn't write this that's a critique i could theoretically understand it's sounding like none of the criticisms are of that nature
0: no all of the criticisms are of a physical bigoted then go screw themselves and and normally i would be on the side of hey hey amazon people are critiquing your show maybe accept the critique however when the criticism is literally of a 4chan nature, I fully support Amazon in taking down user reviews and rankings and, and everything else. Because if you're getting review bombed, it that's not genuine criticism. Well, I mean, people
1: get, shows and movies get review bombed all the time. And if they're good, they stand the test of time and they're fine. Uh, the fact though that it states that the, according to this article anyways, uh, that they planned on doing this already. They're planning on doing this for all of their shows and they own IMDB, so they're going to do this. And then they started removing low bomb and even mediocre reviews. That was the one criticism I uh, in this article. They said even neutral reviews, they started mm-hmm. deleting. I was like, okay, that's not fair. I can understand obviously some bots or some Reddit users going on there and making a campaign to bomb it. But with someone's saying like, I give this three out of five because, eh, I don't like the graphics, I a totally, you know, I just don't like the storytelling. Mm. That's a legitimate review, I think. Yes, it according, is. And, according and... to this article, they're deleting that right. type of review. Right. I don't agree with that.
0: Having Having seen a lot of the backlash on social media, most of it has been unwarranted. And and so I, I, and, if, I, I, and if you're Amazon, are you gonna read every single incels review to find the one that was like, eh, you know, the CGI in this one wasn't terrific. It's like, oh, that one can stay up, but the one about the uh the Galadriel having peach fuzz and not round enough eyes and and, you know, the 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 casting of a of a elf of color that, I you mean know, that that, like, that
1: particular I don't I don't like those, but I was like as far I mean because they did a lot of that same stuff with Game of Thrones of that person didn't have that hairstyle this person uh,
0: you know um, the you know his nose was technically fully. No one complained I mean, at the appearance of Tyrion Lannister. They all did. <laughs> there, there's from, a bunch from of, the book to. Uh... I mean there there's enough art
1: there's enough reviews of people saying the diehard fans saying. doesn't doesn't look correct they made them look too different to where people are praising them saying this is the perfect interpretation of them uh same with harry potter a lot of people with harry potter are like these people look too good compared like harry looks too good compared to what he looked like in the book
0: of the illustrations uh so Ron ron was supposed to be six foot what happened there yeah so i I oh, the underst- actor didn't grow from age 11 to 17 quite like we yeah. predicted, and he ended up at 5'8". So, Throw the movies uh, away.
1: I can find... Uh, again, I have to preface. I haven't read these comments, so I don't know. If you have, you've read more than I have. Yeah. I'm coming out of perspective of just the idea of it. If someone's <laughs> critiquing an actor's physical appearance... I also do feel as I actually stated this in my, my, my latest video... If you're just gonna go out there and being a dick, don't be a dick when you're like reviewing a beer because of some thing you don't like. Don't review it then. If you're gonna give a critical review and have your reasons behind it, I think that review should stand. Even if it's one star, if you feel you have hero points, but if you're just sitting there saying, their hairstyle and this person's different, that person wasn't black in the books, that's a stupid, stupid review and shouldn't yeah. be valid. Um, I I, I mixed feelings on blocking reviews and not, it's similar argument I've had with you and and Steve with like untapped reviews of, you know, it's the same thing. Uh, I don't like the fact someone they're blocking it, but I also think people are assholes too, and someone's gotta try something. And if they're the first to try it, you know, the the first company that's gonna try this, they're gonna get hatred for doing it. And for all we know, in the future, they might find the right algorithm, or this is gonna be the first step into finding the algorithm to get rid of a lot of trolls because there are great shows and great movies that always get trolled on um, no matter what. And it's there are super fans of one show, and then people will say other people are trolling them. So who's right, who's wrong? It's hard to tell. But when you're doing stupided, bigoted reviews, especially those stupid i feel those racial ones those are the ones i really personally hate that's just a stupid thing if the actor's good at portraying it and it, it it's fine i don't care he's a good actor
0: yeah or actress whatever i've th- this is going to be a little bit of a controversial comment um i have a bit of an issue with the attack on voice actors for not being a particular race. Now, don't misunderstand that, that quote. Um, I do think every minority, every voice actor, regardless of, of what their skin color is, regardless of their nationality, should be represented in media. Uh, and voice actors are certainly no different. Um, I voice actors often, especially with like series, like like TV series. Like, you ever go and watch the the uh, the credit rolls for like Futurama or Rick and Morty or whatever else, and start you start recognizing a very similar group of folks who voice yeah. like thirty characters in an episode. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you've got your, uh, uh, Maurice LaMarche, you've got your, uh, uh, gosh, now I'm drawing a blank on everyone. Maurice LaMarche, she's got Billy a very West. recognizable voice. Billy West. You've, you, Yeah, you've got your, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, there was an outcry years ago about voice actors being underrepresented in, yeah. in, in, TV and movie and things like that. I feel if a voice actor is able to do the role, it it doesn't matter what their race is. Oh. Uh, however, and again, this is a, a slippery slope. Like, don't misunderstand me. <laughs> I'm not saying hire every white guy to do every black guy voice. That's, that's or, you know, hire, you know, Maurice LaMarche to, to be you know, Maui in in Moana next time. Like, it's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, like, TV shows like The Simpsons, when you have a white guy who did the voice of Abu for 20 years, and all of a sudden there's a problem with that voice actor, who also plays, like, 10 other characters in the show, of him playing a, a, a character in that show. I don't think that's a problem. I do think it's a problem if you're hiring a lead voice actor who... Who, was stepped, who stepped over a, an actor of a similar race or similar color or, or something like that for a role. Uh, but if a voice actor has talent and they're on a TV show and they're voicing 30 actors, you don't necessarily need to paint the characters in the same brush as the voice actor that's portraying them. In fact, oftentimes they're not. Uh, yeah. Have you seen Billy West? He looks nothing like Fry. Oh <laughs> yeah. He's a little closer to Stimpy in my opinion. But sorry Billy. Uh <laughs> Matt Berry. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Matt, Phil, Phil even, uh, That that was the one uh, I was thinking of. Philomar.
1: Mel Blanc. Now?
0: Yeah. And and where do you draw the line at animals at at you know <laughs> anthropomorphic animals? Uh you know, who's going to voice the bunny?
1: Yeah. Uh, Mark Hamill. <laughs> Mark Hamill does a bunch of voices.
0: Hank Azaria, that, that's another one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's so many phenomenal voice actors uh, that I, I don't think banning a voice actor who happens to be white or black from voicing a character from the opposite color or or a different different nationality, I don't think we need to take it that far. I do think if you are casting a single character yeah take it into account sure Uh, take it into account i i
1: i think something we've always said is you know if they're good and if it it tells the story i i guess it's always to me it's if you have the merits i don't don't pass up the person because they're not that mm -hmm. base it on the skill of their level like if they're if a person is a particular nationality then they're playing a role Voicing or acting, if they're a good actor and they do it well, I don't care. Hamlet can be black or Asian or right. an Irish guy
0: or a white guy. I right. don't care. Um, it's, if it's done well, I will enjoy it. Do you know? Do you know what? No one ever had a problem with. Is do you know the Fairly Odd Parents Timmy Turner? Yes. Okay. Do you know the voice actor for Timmy Turner? Uh,
1: I, I, I'm, I, I've heard him before, but uh, no, you haven't.
0: Tara sure? Strong. She is the voice of most of the Powerpuff Girls. She's the voice. Yeah, of no, I've, I've heard her. The Rugrats, right? She voices Timmy Turner. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, yeah. He, she does. She also does. Um, what was the baby in Rugrats? Yeah, Dill.
0: Yeah, she. Dil. Did, she did yeah. Phil, uh, Phil and Lil. Yeah. So
1: yeah, no, no. Yeah, I. I've, yeah, I've, she did I've the twins.
0: Her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no one seemed to have a problem with with Tara strong voicing Timmy Turner. So, well, I mean, the, the voice for Bart Simpson is a girl. Right. Exactly. Um, so again, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying don't represent, I'm not saying don't take it into account, but, but Holy crap. There are times when it's okay too. Yeah. So that's fine. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. You know, you know, they, they hired, uh, uh, hold, hold on. Uh, Peter Dinklage. They hired Peter Dinklage to play Tyrion Lannister. Uh, should they have hired an actual hunchback with, with, uh, Dichromia? Yeah. yeah where, exactly. where he had one black eye and one green eye. Cause that's what it was written at, in in the book. Like, where do you draw well, the line? And, well, yeah, and, and, that, and, and, and there is a point of, of, Underrepresentation and misappropriation and things like that that are rampant through popular media but there are times when you have to take a step back and say i'm going to hire an actor to play a part and this actor is the best person for that job
1: well actually you want to know what the worst part is 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 there are unfortunately the the horror the other side to that where studios and places to get around it is they just hire the same two actors mm-hmm. you know there's oh how many if you think about how many movies you've seen in the past 30 years, what two Indian actors, Native American Indian actors, do you think come to mind as the villain or or that guy? There's like two I could put up two and like, oh, yeah, 90% of the, these two these two guys play every Indian in every movie, mm-hmm. you know, every Indian chief or Indian bad guy or whatever. Yep. These two actors. Yep. Uh, so as, just because you're representing them doesn't mean, you know, there's also that trying to find that hidden talent, that gem out there, you know? Right. Um, don't always play that easy. There's <laughs> also very hard too, because, you know, you're the casting director and then you're getting beaten down by the studio. There's, there's probably a lot more that we're not seeing, but that it's more of a cultural thing, you know, of like, right. we need to rise above certain um, ideological views and perspectives that we should be better. Uh, and it's just one step at a time right uh, super chat from Den, Denver there we
0: go I'm on first episode now and my only critique is that the isolated uh, Harfoots people seem to have a seem to have different accents and the foley seems off really this sound for that I like how this isn't star studded uh, so I'm assuming first episode of uh rings of power yeah um
1: i mean uh, i like the idea that it's not star-studded too because that's you're finding new talent and this is going to expand the pool of talent for other
0: shows to come right i like that idea right um but uh yeah i i do tend to like shows that aren't necessarily star-studded and and again nothing against phenomenal well-established actors but i always love seeing new actors kind of rise to the occasion and turn a role into their own and not just be like oh yeah that's brad pitt playing some other guy now uh you know yeah uh, and I oh, yeah dearling <laughs> says i'm most annoyed that the dwarf lady doesn't have a beard like talk <laughs> about appropriation <laughs> Little known fact, none of the Klingons on Star Trek were played by real Klingons.
1: Like That is true. Right. You know, there were no actual androids on the Enterprise.
0: Right. So. C-3PO was a five foot two Anthony Daniels who weighed like 105 pounds soaking wet. Like, th- those were fake parts when he showed those. <laughs> <laughs> they did not get a real a
1: pod racer to do those scenes of the pod
0: racing. Right. So Bulba was puppeteered by Yoda. (laughs) Not the same puppeteer. It was Yoda holding up puppets while also being puppeteered. Puppeteer by proxy.
1: Well, see, if we want to talk about that, I mean, really, Yoda was the worst one because they took away that puppet and gave it to his job to a CG actor later on. Oh, that's appropriate.
0: (laughs) Jeff says, wait, then who was Data? No, 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 Data actually was an Android. Brent Spiner really is cybernetic in real life. (laughs) Anyway, we could spend all day on this topic. John how is your beer coming along? I I have a, a sip left I, that's about where I'm at so I think I'm gonna polish it off and then we'll jump into the next oh. one you can take you can take two sips if you need my oh,
1: I I am uh, slightly regretting my decision not fully slightly
0: just slightly yeah just slightly So for my next beer I have from toppling Goliath <laughs> uh, it is 18 hours from Brooklyn IPA. Mm. Uh, it is a, seven and a half? 7.8, 7.8% IPA featuring Idaho 7, Citra, Saz, Simcoe, Nelson Savant, and Mosaic Hops. And it is a collaboration between Toppling Goliath and other half-brewing. And I have heard nothing but good things about this beer. I think we <laughs> missed a super chat, says Tech Geek. No, we we read Denver as super chat. we did. we yeah, miss we one did. further up? Oh, yeah, Tech Geeks. Oh, Tech Geek. How did we... Bucks.
1: Okay. I think we're ranting. That might have been my rant.
0: Uh, so, yeah, he's he's trying to get me to to never give you up and never let you down. Uh, $20 from Tech Geek. We're no strangers to love. You know the rules and so do I. A full commitment's what we're thinking of. You wouldn't get this from any other guy. I just want to tell you how I'm feeling. Got to make you understand. Yeah. I think he was making reference to my don't misunderstand me. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I could rock would, that. Would that, be my guess.
1: What was my rant? Uh, ah, wow, that's uh that's a, that was a big beer, especially on an empty stomach.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Eh, I still won't learn my lesson. That I'll probably pour, do it again. That poor. Oh, look at that! Oh,
0: oh wow! I need a stick is. my nose in the foam. Ooh, that's a rich, rich orange.
1: Wait, did would that oh, wow. technically? would tech geek technically would that classify
0: as a rick roll? that would classify as a rick roll because <laughs> your mind to... wants to go never gonna give you yeah a... we just
1: got rick by tech geek. <laughs> I, I told
0: you i told oh. you all right he was I trying have... to tell us that he's never going to let us down i know uh i have um man this is another
1: big beer i did not think it was this big um okay well there we go i just grabbed it actually i thought this was a stout uh, Lord Hobo's uh, Museum Triple IPA. So this is coming in at uh,
0: 11%. Boy, oh, you are gosh. swinging for the fences tonight. Man. I I That's will a... give you a chance for a mulligan. Uh, I I broke the seal. You broke the seal? It's done. Uh,
1: uh, no drinking for me for the rest of the night.
0: Mm. It's going to be a fun after party, I'll tell you that much.
1: I already have to pee. <laughs> so Ooh,
0: that's nice. So, Very long-time Northwest. friend of the show, John Jay, sent this one over to me. Holy crap. Uh, like, this is kind of the the pinnacle of where hazies have wanted to be. Because as you can see, it, it's a double IPA, but it's very opaque. Like there, there's not much light getting through that. Uh, well, boy, funny this... you should say.
1: This is also from John Jay. Is it? Yes. So, so thank so you, look, John. Here, here you go. Support. Here you go. Like, oh, look at that. All right. No, mine's quite clear actually.
0: Yeah. Uh, so this is. I think this is the precipice of where where hazies have wanted to be since The Alchemist. And I oh, had yeah. the Alchemist last week. So it's it's very oh, yeah. fresh in my mind. Oh yeah.
1: Very clear. I mean, that's nice and bright.
0: So yeah, the alchemist is very fresh in my mind as far as like the godfather of Hazies. Mm-hmm. And it's very juicy, very enjoyable. Um this has, unlike hazies of the last five years no burn whatsoever there's no acid there's no off-putting flavors it really is like a slightly hoppy and dank thick pulpy orange juice oh i love those those are fantastic lot of orange, lot of orange. Um, and towards the back, ever so slightly floral. Uh, so it it leaves you I don't want to say bright. I don't I don't want to say bright or, or playful or anything like that. like that's not the right word, but it's like it hits you with like this thick orange juice up top and then just kind of fades into this lavender kind of floral note. It's actually really good. So,
1: like orange juice with a touch of floral lavender?
0: Right, right.
1: Now, yeah, interesting. I really didn't jig this one. It's it's very West Coast. Um, Centennial, Simcoe, um, uh, yeah, Galaxy Mosaic. So, yeah, uh, very good. <laughs> uh, really. I, I, that's the thing is I am enjoying more of the West Coast styles. Just I'm kind of burnt on hazies. It's like, that's all yeah. you end up having I, I go to I go to tap rooms for you know, on the weekends and stuff. It's just like, all you have are hazies, hazies, hazies. Yeah, or pumpkin beers now. Um, yeah,
0: g- <laughs> g- give me a crisp West Coast. Like,
1: yeah, I just want yeah. a nice crisp West Coast. Uh, I had a, uh, a, a lager or pilsner yesterday for dinner. It's like this is great because it was a hoppy pilsner, yeah. And I had some Asian with it. I was like, "Oh, this is actually very well balanced. It worked very well." Uh, Just not, you know, five point five percent. I didn't need. I just wanted the flavor combination. Yeah. Uh, You know. So I, I, I'm really, especially like on on or um, was it Evr. Uh, Really trying to buy the weirder or unique stuff. Everything on there is just hazies or or jammy sours. It's like, I'm really sick of these now, guys. This is kind of boring. Uh, Why can't breweries be a little bit more creative? I mean, that's why I'd rather drink pickled beers than that. At least it's different. So uh, we got to get you to come over, though, for the hot dog seltzer. I know you Hey, It's
0: not pickle. Not pickle. You know, if you mix them together, some people might say that's a meal. Uh, maybe we can do that. I have all the other ones still saved and preserved. You can try them.
1: <laughs> I'm <on>. sure. <laughs> and the next story. See, that's a great way to segue is to start talking about pickles.
0: <laughs> Crypto. Crypto is always back in the news. Cryptos back in the news. Um, this one's a bit of an interesting story. Uh, So this comes directly from a Twitter thread uh, from Risen, uh, who is a longtime crypto guy. Uh, He's been into Bitcoin and Ethereum since 2011. So 11 years now has been dabbling in crypto. Um, And uh, he sent a very quick update to let everyone know that he's going offline because he'll be spending the next six to 15 months in prison. For selling Bitcoin.
1: Person to person.
0: Right. Yeah. Peer to peer selling Bitcoin. Uh, and this should pique everyone's interest when it comes to uh, Bitcoin and the response from federal authorities uh, and really cryptocurrency right. in general, not just Bitcoin. Uh, so one thing I didn't even know is did you know that Transacting Bitcoin peer to peer that is individual to individual is actually a federal crime punishable by up to five years in prison. USC 1960 as interpreted by FinCEN back in the middle of the 2019s when it was passed says you must register as an intermediary if you plan to distribute cryptocurrency in exchange for actual monetization, actual federally backed currency. Uh, So this is quite an interesting read. Uh, Long and short of it is that uh, Risen had a Bitcoin exchange business that uh, that he had set up, sold it to a client of his back in 2019, and then on October 23rd of 2021, uh, was raided with a warrant, uh, and they. Seized nearly $60,000 worth of his property, electronics, laptops, phones, anything that could have possibly been related to the transfer of Bitcoin. Um, He spoke to investigators, which, by the way, if you've never seen the YouTube video, Never Talk to the Police, don't ever talk to the police. Don't talk to the police. Get a lawyer. Innocent, guilty, doesn't matter. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you haven't done. Get a lawyer.
1: No, know, know your state's rights. Even just getting pulled over with a ticket, know your state's rights. Don't talk to a lawyer. It's not state's or, rights. Don't talk to it's federal
0: rights. It's constitutional right. You have right but, to representation.
1: You... Yeah, exactly. Just, just you have the right to remain silent. You, you know go. that? There you go. Yep. Use that. You can sit there. Stay. Your... You don't even have to roll your window down. Yep. Okay. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, get a lawyer. Never talk to the police. Never talk to the police on your own.
1: There you go. That's
0: a good one. Um, After speaking transparently with agents, I thought this was going to be the end of it as it was my client's fraud and not mine. So basically they started tracking this down because the business that Risen used to own and then sold uh, wound up committing fraud, committing wire fraud, essentially. Even though it was not he who committed fraud, he was still in violation of USC 1860, uh, which was again referenced right up here, or sorry, 18 USC uh, 1960, for distribution of uh, digital currencies in exchange for federally backed currencies. Um, Now, there's a lot to dive into here uh, Department of Justice wanted to throw the book at him and, and put both he and his wife away for an unsustainable amount of time. Uh, but, uh, oh, Trunas is in chat. Hello, guys. Hope you're having a good night. Hello. Hey, guys. Doing quite well. Uh, Trunas, what are you guys drinking tonight? What are you uh, drinking in the, the late hours for you?
1: Oh. Cool. TrueNAS, I am definitely having a good time, so cheers to you. <laughs> uh,
0: everything broke on my network today except for my TrueNAS server, so yes. I'm, do- I'm doing quite well. Uh, anyway, uh, basically they forced Risen into taking a plea deal in which he uh, said that he's going to prison. He's going to prison for 15 months uh, in exchange for letting his wife not go. Yeah. Uh, I
1: mean, all of this in general is, is well, I, I read like half, half the thread, and mm-hmm. I mean, my goodness, it is just horse-pucky. It's not, we can't, Jeff, we used to be able to do this at 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock. Now I can't say anything. Um, <laughs> it's even more family-friendly but it it is like what comes out of a donkey's behind um, when he has way too much asparagus or something. Um, What they're trying to go after him for is ridiculous. I mean, look, he even had a license to do this, a state operating license, and they're going to to trade. Now, if you wanna trade uh, crypto of any kind, you need a license to be a broker that Mm -hmm. way. Uh, And he had that, a statewide one, and they're saying, you know what, we don't care
0: because, well, we just don't care. Uh, Right, because you didn't have the federal license and then federal licensing, you have to do over $10,000 per month to keep your license. If you do under $10,000, you're now technically in violation of that license and that's basically what they nailed him for. Yeah, and it's just... So someone trying to do everything the right way. Someone trying to follow new laws literally as they're written because federally they didn't know what was going on either. And now because his former company committed fraud, he's on the hook for whatever they decide to throw at him.
1: I know, it. to me this, when I was reading this, this brought me back to memories of the Napster downloading stuff. Now this isn't the same because that was illegal, but of, they didn't go as hard and I wonder if the feds are thinking this is the new version of downloading stuff and there's all these transactions and people are ripping people off left and right so we have to crack down on anyone right. and they're just trying to go after people I mean how many times did we hear back in the you know early 2000s they downloaded 600 songs slapped with an eighty thousand dollar fine i was like what was that for that's stupid there are people that are downloading terabytes of this stuff and they're getting away with it this is someone who has uh trying to do the right thing had a license navigating waters that no one had laws for yet and he's like i'm trying to do the research i'm an uh, og of this type of thing i I just don't know You, you don't have the time to
0: constantly keep up you know um, and they're like, no, nope, Den- Denver uh, in a super chat. Sorry to interrupt. Has a fantastic yeah. point for five dollars. So my local Dollar Tree franchisee is a felon for not selling ten thousand in Google Play gift cards each month. Um, you might not be wrong. However, the 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 difference is that because a gift card is still dealing in U.S. dollars, it is still dealing in federal currency. Um, you're exchanging currency for, yes, a digital form of currency, but a gift card is legal tender uh, at the business that it's assigned to. Uh, And there are ways to actually cash out gift cards. You just have to jump through so many hoops and ladders. It's not actually feasible to do, but technically they're following the law. Uh, The problem is when you're dealing with an unregulated, unbacked currency like crypto, Uh, or something that's not even federally recognized. Uh, so it's not like you're, you're an exchange, you know, you're exchanging, you know, Canadian loonies for us dollars. Um, you're exchanging something that is digital for something that's not digital and federally recognized. And that's kind of where this all comes into play again, why there was a $10,000 minimum to have the registration is beyond me because let's say you have a bad month and all of a sudden you're going to prison like that. That doesn't sound right. Uh, But you also have a point that technically a gift card is not legal tender, unless it's to the business that you purchased it from. Uh, So is a gift card technically cryptocurrency? Is it technically digital tender and not, not actual us dollar?
1: No, I, well, no, because it's technically
0: held by a bank
1: somewhere, isn't it? Aren't, aren't you know, some credit most, union?
0: Uh, most gift cards are backed by credit card companies, whether it's, yeah. uh, gosh, there's Global, there's uh, Barclays, there's, there's so many different holding companies. And I believe you're right, John, that most of them are... Are held as currency, essentially like a bank account. Like, yeah. like the gift card is just a debit card that can only be exchanged at certain locations. Yeah, I think you are right there.
1: Yeah. So, but um, but still, like I would, the, your point is still valid. And but right. this is this is so dumb. And to hear a story like yeah. this, and then no matter what, that that just Discourages it, it discourages anyone from doing dealings like this. And then at the same time, just faith in people and, and works of government and bodies. It just, it's just it's so dumb. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm not into crypto. I'm not a crypto believer. I, you know, if it, just look at graphics cards. Think of graphic cards as crypto. I know they're related, but just think of graphics cards as crypto. They're an unregulated piece of trade. And they went from $2,600 at their peak, uh, or sorry, 2750 which is what I spent for a 3090 today on eBay, you could buy a, an EVGA RTX 3090 for the win three for $750 buy it now free shipping. Yeah. It's unregulated. You can do whatever you want with it. Um, So, And that's a stupid thing, too.
1: It's like they're regulating stocks. It's like crypto is no different than that. You're gambling money. It's gambling. You're just gambling. That's all you're doing. And mm -hmm. they got him on just stating, hey, you you didn't report your gambling losses or essentially something along that line. It's like, what? It it wasn't even him gambling. That was the thing. He sold it all away. He was like, well, someone that had your money that won it off or that you sold it to your chips to, screwed up. And because you didn't have a license
0: to sell him your chips, mm-hmm. you're screwed. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry, he, also, what? <laughs> he, he also points out later in the Twitter thread that they're currently still passing laws and regulations as to how to handle his type of business, his type of exchange. And he feels like he's going to be going to prison for something like a weed offense, where states are actively trying to decriminalize it. And so he's going to be serving time for something that winds up being legal in two to three months from now.
1: Uh, but that's... Yeah, I mean, I, 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 read, I think that's where I stopped. I mean, I
0: get that. But... Or something's illegal. But, yeah. but he it was also illegal. trying to follow the established laws as they were on the books while they were being written during that whole time, too. And and there's not quite the parallel there uh, that Weed was technically illegal, period. However, it wasn't responsible for violent crimes. It wasn't responsible for for many other things. So why are people who were caught with a dime bag serving ten years? You know, and why is someone who sold a hundred thousand dollars in crypto, which to me is a good, not a currency. uh, It's a digital good and it's a stupid one, but it's still technically a good. Uh, It's like buying Fortnite bucks. why, why, is, why is someone who sold $100,000 <laughs> $100, in Fortnite bucks going to prison for exchange fraud?
1: Yeah, I know. Why can't we go after companies that sell stupid loot crates that, you know, you have to buy it to win the game, basically? Why yeah. can't we do that? A, a false advertisement. It's, it's a similar thing of just, you know, promises to buy this and goods and services. Mm-hmm. It's
0: frustrating. It's frustrating. <laughs> So. Denver says Cole's Cash. Yeah, that, there's another one. There's another great one. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I got my... It, uh, it's a crazy <laughs> story. There's a lot to read as he published. Uh, I can read all of it, yeah. He, he published the FinCEN Guidance, uh, which is essentially the crypto exchange guidance that was written in August of 2019. He also sold his business in 2019. Um, and so all of his alleged offenses were before... The guidance was even written on how to run an exchange properly. Um, however, uh, he was still raided. He still had property seized, and he's still going to be serving time. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know, this and is... I, I fear his story is not all that unique. No,
1: it's not, and I, I feel bad for the guy. I sincerely, do. Um, I don't know how much he made, I, you know, he probably could sit there and fight it forever and the government might be sitting there thinking, I want you to fight it because then I'm going to get all that crypto money that you ever earned and we can't regulate that right now or whatever uh, at that particular time of year to tax it. So we're going to go after you. I don't know, well, or you're going to serve time in jail. We're just like he stated with uh, his, the plea deal he they were trying to hit him with 30 years and then because he shared a bank account with his wife his wife 30 years and the Mm -hmm. only reason that he took this deal was because uh he didn't want to involve his wife so they Mm -hmm. he basically stroke a deal say i will do there's no way i'm doing this much time because what you're asking was was ridiculous Mm -hmm. i will do a bare minimum of 15 months as long as you take my wife out of it and she will not get a criminal record essentially he's just falling on the sword now.
0: Right. And they're uh, no, betting That's exactly I, what's happening.
1: Yeah. And they're um, either betting on that or or he's gonna sit there and lose all of his money in lawyer fees. Right.
0: Uh, so Steve says, what's the difference between Bitcoin and CSGO skins exactly? Why wouldn't the market get crushed under this law? It's because CSGO skins are considered a good or- uh, not a currency. They're not promoting themselves as a currency. Bitcoin is con- is promoting itself as a currency. It's being treated as mm-hmm. a currency. Um, and they are held very differently under the laws of pretty much every government, regardless of where you're at. Uh, so even though CSGO skins may be kind of like a stock market, the prices may fluctuate wildly depending on what hat you happen to get that day. Um, it's not promoting itself as a way to purchase other goods and services uh which is what bitcoin is trying to do you can buy domino's pizza with bitcoin and bitcoin is accepted as a form of legal currency in some locations uh now from a semantic standpoint i understand your argument
1: (laughs) yeah but
0: unfortunately they are treated differently under the law
1: you know, what's interesting is I was sitting, there thinking you said uh, as a currency. So I was trying to look up the timeline and I doubt this is anything really big. What when about was... Xbox
0: store points where you literally exchanged? Uh, that's oh, that's oh, a yeah. way better
1: comparison. Uh, that's a much better comparison. What, what
0: about paying $10 for 6,000 Xbox points so you could buy goods and services off of the Xbox store? Is that not a cryptocurrency? Does that not have a fluctuating value? it's only exchangeable on the Microsoft store. What about uh, Nintendo bucks? What about Fortnite bucks where you're literally exchanging U S currency for a different form of currency to buy goods and services, other locations. I'm sure there are some people who would give you cash for Fortnite bucks on the open market.
1: Oh Yeah. I mean, well, that's another thing. How many times do you see that on uh, eBay or or other stores that are, that's their company is they trade in gift cards and, you know game uh, store mm-hmm. points you know the playstation xbox all that other stuff mm-hmm. interesting thing was he didn't get served till i don't know why i remember this but el salvador actually claimed bitcoin as a legitimate currency yeah which was september 21 and he got rated october 21 yeah the one month after data has anything that it was by a particular country actually deemed a legitimate currency. One month after that, he gets rated. Kind of weird. Um, Doubt it's anything, but uh, we could talk forever again about our hatred for Bitcoin uh, or the crypto market and how NFTs and all that bull crap is a scam. Sorry, I said it. It's still early. Family friendly show. I'm having a 14 and 11% beer. So please forgive me. You're doing well, John. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I'm trying. So, uh, I think we should move on to the next one before we keep ranting yes. about this. Yes. Cause
0: we can go on forever. And, and I feel, I, I, I agree. I feel like we're talking in a circle at this point. Yeah. All right. Uh, Open source password manager Bitwarden raises $100,000 in funding to continue development. Now this is really freaking cool and a huge win for the open source community in general. So uh, Bitwarden's been around since 2015. and they are one of the most well-known password managers at this point. Uh, there's a couple of others like 1Password, KeePass, and such that uh, are open source and are, are essentially 100% client-based. Bitwarden is the only one that is striving to be a client-server. Uh, base software, where you can host a password library and then host clients that will connect to your self-hosted library with open source encryption, and you'll be able to access that wherever you are. There are commercial solutions for this, like LastPass, NordPass, etc., uh, which all have their their pros and cons. Uh, they're they're backed by large companies they're uh they also use you know 256 aes encryption but you don't actually host your password log you don't actually host your database uh you have to take their word that everything is fine you have to take their word that everything on the back end is 100% secure and and you know uncrackable uh whereas something like bitwarden there are people who review the code on a regular basis to check for uh, to check and make sure that everything is actually encrypted. Everything is actually up to standards in the in the software stack itself. Uh, and Bitwarden, you get to host the database yourself, so there's no worry about data leaks or or anything like that. Uh, and the really cool part is Bitwarden just secured a hundred million dollars in grants and and user donations to uh, continue its its mission of keeping an open source password manager going. Yeah.
1: No, I mean I, I like uh, I like Bitwarden. No offense to Nord. I know it was a sponsor, but I I use Bitwarden on my work computer, mm-hmm. so uh, I like them. So when I read this, I was like, great. Uh, better infrastructure. Um, you know, there's a couple things I didn't particularly care, but it was free, and I was like, I liked everything they did. So like, I did. I used this. I recommended it to our team, and uh, I think yep. you know, to uh, some of the people use it. But it was like, I, I really like the company. I think they're great. If you're looking for password protection, how many articles have we talked about of randomizing your passwords? Always use different passwords. Um, you know, it, going back to the crypto, there was always about crypto hacks of passwords using stuff. Bitwarden, Nord, all those places do stuff like this. So if you're looking for a great one, I recommend uh, Bitwarden. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch, Nord does a great one too. Yep. Um, so th- there's a lot of great places out there, but I do highly recommend, at least in the IT field, change your password, check them all the time. Don't use the same one all the time, okay? Yep. It's it's a bad a bad thing. I I know it's repetitive. It's got to be said because there's going to be like one person in the stream that's like, I've never heard that before. And I want to help that one
0: person. Um, I've used a number of different password managers over the years. Uh, we did use uh, LastPass a couple times at my I've, previous yeah, organization. Last, yeah, I've done that one um, too. Uh, I've I've done LastPass. I've done NordPass. Uh, both. Privately and as a sponsor. Uh, they actually came on after I had already started using them personally. Uh, and... Uh, uh, yeah, I've actually been looking at at doing Bitwarden lately here. Uh, because most of the password managers have done away with their free tiers as far as like LastPass and NordPass goes. Uh, and I still have NordPass myself. But the free tier means that it logs you out after five minutes of inactivity so you have to re-log in and then you're greeted by not one but two nag screens to tell you to please sign up for nordpass premium and so it feels like nordpass exists just just to upsell you not as a hey if you only need to run it on one device we're a great option even if you only run it on one device it's just full of of like please buy the premium version Anymore. And, and, and that's the same reason I left LastPass like two and a half, three years ago was they did away with their free tier where you could have like up to five logins and, and you'd be fine to, you could have one login or you could only use mobile or desktop. You couldn't, you couldn't log into both without kicking yourself off the other. Uh, So... And every time you logged in, you were inundated with like two or three pop-ups of like, please buy our premium version. Look, if you have a good service, I'll pay for it. That's fine. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Denver uh, chimes in with $5. Thank you very much. Clarification US 18 code 1960 passed in 1992 and things like Kohl's cash and even checks fall under this law. Uh, that is a fantastic thing to note. So if they are going after someone over uh, 18 U.S. 1960, uh, that could mean literally any form of currency that is not cold, hard cash or wire transfer. Yeah. Uh, Cold Co- Coldrip Gaming says I missed LastPass. Bitwarden has its quirks, but once LastPass threw its heavier paywall restrictions, I couldn't do it. And yeah, that was kind of my same last straw with LastPass was uh, uh, you used to be able to do like six devices no matter what they are on their free tier. And if you needed more than that, or if you needed team access or, or shared passwords or things like that, you paid for their premium tier. And I I paid for their premium tier for years, both as an individual and as as a, a business. And uh it was only when they changed and they started restricting, you can only log on with mobile or only log on with desktop. Uh, if you have the free tier, you can't do both at the same time that I switched over to NordPass, and, and NordPass I, I had, you know, a fairly good relationship with, uh, pretty inexpensive, like three, $4 a month, I think. Or if you bought the entire year, you can get it for like 25, 30 bucks. Uh, but, uh, I let it lapse and, and all of a sudden it's like, why do I even have that? Because I can only log in with one device and only for five minutes at a time. And every time I log in, I have to clear two nag screens to tell me to upgrade and give them $3. It's like, it's not worth it. So I've been actively exploring new password managers and I think I might spin up Bidwarden and see, see what it's like these days. All right. Uh, we do have one bit of alcohol related news. We do. And, and that comes from Scotland's oldest working distillery. Uh, yes. This is really exciting.
1: Uh, really, if, if really you... exciting. Interesting. Well, if you have the money, uh, the, the first article I had. Can
0: someone super chat me $46,619 in U.S. or €40,000? Like whichever one is, whichever is, is more convenient for you. I'll it's even fine. cover the exchange fees. It's like, fine. You're right. Uh, no, the, the
1: uh, Forbes had the picture, but then they were like, "Please subscribe to our article? I was like, ah, oh, screw you, Forbes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I put this and this came up like right after last week's talking hands was like oh this is something we should talk about uh wh- so this isn't the world's oldest oldest but it's the oldest uh scott scotland's oldest working distillery and their oldest you s- there we go then their oldest scotch and they have been aging this 50 years in sherry casks and it has a cask strength of only 40 abv honestly so not super strength, but still 50 years old. Um, uh, bottle number two is is going, and plus, and there's only 150 bottles of this, is gonna go for 4,000 euros or 4,600, 619. There will be an auction for bottle number one. First bid, st- starting bid starts at $27,973 expected somewhere between 34 to sixty-nine thousand, close to basically seventy thousand nice. dollars for bottle number one um but yeah so kind of a kind of a cool thing if anyone's got that kind of money to spend uh hey i'd like to be your friend i i got some beers i could share with
0: you that are like we could bring $100. some really nice brews over
1: yeah, we can bring some I mean Scotland doesn't know anything about beer, so uh well they've got uh what well, not dogfish head, well they tried uh, that 75% one. Yeah,
0: yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: well, there's that.
0: <laughs> I can bring them some of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that, that's kind of cool though. Uh auction starts August 30th through September 9th. So if any of you are uh entrepreneurs or have that kind of money or are willing to shell it out, let us know because we would love to uh Become even better friends. Free Discord membership if you share with us.
0: For life. Uh, Novella Hub sends over forty thousand doll hairs. Then uh. <laughs> Denvera says, "Dang, YouTube only lets me super chat in small bills." <laughs> Uh, Jake says, probably has so much char flaked off, you could use it as liquid smoke and then make regular smoke when you tried to torch all the 40 ABV that might be in there. (laughs) Uh, How much Super Chat money would it take to have Jeff do a video showcasing his hat collection? Um, I do have quite a few hats. Uh, It wouldn't take that much, although I don't have them all in one place. They're literally on hat hooks all throughout my house. Uh, if, he, so, if
1: you do some more of those five hundred dollar super chefs I'm pretty sure he'd be willing to do it.
0: I mean, I could walk like, upstairs for a five for a five piece, you know. Like,
1: I mean, you want you know, I, I guarantee Jeff would probably do it for like two hundred fifty bucks, but it'd be a craft extra, right? So, um, or or craft computing short.
0: Yeah, I have five or six different flat caps at this point. I have a whole bunch of different other. Baseball caps, tort caps. Um, I've always been a hat guy. Uh, uh, you know, if I wasn't working, I was usually wearing a hat. Uh, so, yeah, the flat cap is is uh, definitely more of a recent development. I, I started this about two years ago, and then I think only about a year ago, started wearing them on the channel uh, on any kind of a regular basis. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh. So, we got a couple minutes. You watch the latest Star Trek
0: uh, Lower Decks? <laughs> I haven't watched episode two. I only watched episode one. Episode one's still good. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I feel like they haven't jumped the shark as far as the, the old trope with cartoons, as far as stop no longer writing characters and instead writing jokes for the characters to say. And I uh, I, I
1: like episode two is much, much better Uh, because episode one, you have to, it was a continuation. where you have to finish the story, the cliffhanger uh, of the, the, you know, the star Trek cliffhanger. That's what you're supposed to do for Mm -hmm. a big season. That's, you know, how many, how many DS9s TNGs were cliffhangers and like, Oh, the next episode. Yeah, we got to stay. And so it was, I think they were trying to do something like that. Find with this out, one.
0: does Picard live or die as a Borg in six yeah, months? Exactly. Like you guys you know? don't even know. <laughs> oh, back then,
1: that was a huge deal because everyone thought they were going to, you know, replace Jean-Luc Picard. Um, I mean, there's memes about it now. Right. <laughs> even to this day. Um, but no, episode two, if you haven't watched it, it's 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 good classic uh, not even classic star trek but it's like i want to say classic uh lower decks essentially but it's it's a really good rick and morty uh, you know star trek all the fan base you i feel you feel the love of the writers are yeah. like oh oh we're gonna have so much fun with this and it was really good
0: um yeah it's all around i uh, really liked it <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't want to spoil it for you go watch it tonight I, I've,
0: I've heard a little bit about episode two that they're doing first contact day uh there's a there's a first contact day and
1: roles have to be reversed yeah. but and then um uh boiler has to uh, essentially does a jim carrey
0: yes man thing <laughs> and gets him into trouble i do like that james cromwell came back too yeah and so oh hey didn't see you there i was just finishing up the warp core yeah exactly so, so I, it, I did it, see a bit of a trailer on it it's like oh that's amazing so
1: it's 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 i like this one better than episode i like the episode one just because okay i want yeah. i want some new star trek and i want uh lower decks yeah this was like okay now i'm back in the swing of it now there's good jokes and and everything else it's like oh it's good individual story so really good really good stuff looking forward to more uh, what is when does picard come back
0: uh not till february i don't think
1: yeah we're gonna have might have to switch back the schedule with red just to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> or I might just interrupt like last 15 minutes. Yeah, early 2023.
0: So likely February. They've done February for the last two.
1: Er Or my my next year, like 10, 15 minutes, kick right off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Now we're going live to Hops and Brews to talk. I know. Right. That'd be great. I like that. It's good stuff. We can go Uh, full on. Full on. I've always envisioned Talking Heads as kind of a radio broadcast. let not necessarily a podcast but more like a radio show. And um, we're going to live on the helicopter view Yeah. Not not quite that extreme but I've 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 more I've always pictured talking heads as the talk radio that I listen to on drives home because I I for almost 10 years I had a one hour plus commute to and from work. And so I listened to talk radio and, yeah. you know, it, it sometimes it was sports, sometimes it was politics, sometimes it was whatever I happened to be on on that day. And if I was listening to sports radio, sometimes it was 10 minutes sports and 40 minutes of politics. And if I was listening to political talk radio, sometimes it was 10 minutes of politics and 40 minutes of sports. And so while we talk about the news, I like to think of this more as like a, the news gives us a jumping off point for things that we want to talk about. Yeah. And, and I think it's always done well at that. Um, But, uh, and I think,
1: I think the community here too, and especially I do like, like the newer hour special or our time mm -hmm. because we're getting more people. And I think the fact that when we originally had a later time, we had that original core people that watched and they watched because of what you're stating. They wanted to hear us rant and rave and, and talk about the news and the way we talked about the news and the different hosts that all of us had. That was the thing, you know, people always have uh i want a john knight i want a steve knight i want a ret night and there's the ret rant and and the red alert rant and all of these different things everyone yes exactly ah i need a beer rant
0: <laughs> i need like I'll, I'll get you a beer alert button next time there we go uh
1: but Every, there, I've seen it through the community, through the Discord, a lot of times the day after. If you haven't joined, check it out, the Discord. We have our own personal channel just for the Talking In. So there's chat here on YouTube, but there's chat on the Discord that members only get. And There's a hundred different, not a hundred, but a lot of different channels. One of the best Discords you can ever get. Link is in the description below. Minimum of a dollar to join. And you'll get access to so much more than just talking to Jeff, myself, Steve, and Rhett. You're gonna get talking to everyone else. There's a community of like five to 600 people there, cars, trade, jokes, memes, beer, food, everything you want, music, pop culture. And it's great. It's one of the best discords ever. But on there, you'll see people talking about, oh, I can't wait for who's on this week because our schedules constantly change. You know, Some yep. people get sick. Um, some people have, we're all dads. So we all have, hey, my son needs this, or I'm planning a vacation with my family. Yep. Um, can you cover? And we're graciously covering for everyone. You know, we're all really good friends here. And I believe that shows through this show. We yep. can um, argue and we can um, disagree, but at the end, we're like, look, we're just trying It's just it's our opinion. It's fine. Yep. Who cares? Yep. Let's have a beer.
0: John so. and Steve and I, like like, individually, have all had, like, knock down throw down arguments before Uh, but we're also for next week come back for next week
1: week. hey cool hey cool what's next what beer what beer are you cracking open this week joe oh i got this
0: one that's that's a good one i had that one last week it was pretty good
1: yeah exactly we don't (laughs) care you know um i've known rhett for years i know his i know his family his his uh brother-in-law his his which would be his wife's family I've been around the free. So we're all family and friends, essentially. And I believe mm-hmm. that shows through. I think that's why people like the, the community that's here. And it's constantly, this new time slot is going to have, allow it to grow. And I really like that. Um, so I think people, like you're saying, it's a talk show. There's a particular group of people that like hearing us talk this way. I think it's, like you said, it's a radio. I've always sat it thought of it kind of similar, to like when I was doing taproom, talking at the bar, where yeah. we're, we're, we're yeah. talking at a a, a a bartender or two people talking at the bar, having a drink, and just being like, hey, man, I disagree. Or, yeah, yeah I totally agree with your point. And I'm going to
0: back you on that point. And I love you so much, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, uh, with, uh, with the drink. And it's great. The, the Q&A is I always approach as Car Talk, because who didn't listen to Car Talk on Sundays with your dad? uh like that was just a constant am thing when i was a kid um we didn't listen to the nfl in my house we listened to car talk and uh so you know whether we were driving around whether we were going somewhere there was always car talk on sunday mornings and uh uh you know again it, it gives you a jumping off point to talk about you know oh, my Chevy 350, oh, that reminds me of my old Chevelle that I used to have. Oh, Oh, yeah. You know, I used to take this girl out and, you know, we went and saw this movie. What'd you think about that movie? That's what I've always wanted to do. It's always the tangential stories uh, and and relatable aspects of, you know, current events. So that's what I like. Anyway, John said it in the long way. I'm going to say it in the short way. Make sure to join the Patreon. Link is down in the video description. You can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads throughout the week and join the awesome community that hangs out over there and help keep the lights on around my studio as uh, Patreon continues to be one of my main income generators. Uh, So if you like the channel and you want to see me continue what I do, uh, link is in the description. Really? Already? yes we're not we're not even to two hours yet you got five minutes left because we were I got, late. I, I well I'm sorry I had a bigger bottle I had no food J- John I I had the bigger can <laughs> this is a, a 750 milliliter is it yeah oh okay so you had a full bomber okay yeah so I, I... he had a full bomber of 147 I I think he deserves to get off early yeah. <laughs> I'm I, all right. All right. <laughs> I, I I will show John some mercy, and I think we'll end it here. <laughs> I'm like sitting here doing this. I'm bobbing to music that's not here. Thank you all so much for watching episode <laughs> 251 of Talking Heads. Here on Craft Computing, every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific time for the latest in beer and tech news. Follow me on Twitter at Craft Computing. Follow John on Twitter at Hops and Brews for all of our daily shenanigans and happenings. Uh, John, anything to pimp coming out on Hops yes, and Brews? Just my show. Just watch. Subscribe. Just watch. Just watch. Just watch. Okay. Just watch. I got to go. <laughs> uh, any other super chats? Any other questions that oh, we can sorry. take? I, I'm sure we got plenty of time to field these. <laughs> uh thank you all so much for watching and as always we'll see you next week hey guys cheers everyone